You're listening to The Interrobang Room, a podcast that challenges individuals to be passionately curious. My name is Douglas Witherup, and I'm the senior pastor to the Multiply family of churches. Join us as I sit down with industry leaders as we laugh, converse, and sometimes debate our way through how to approach life with a spirit of discovery and adventure. This is the Interrobang Room. I'm your host, Doug Wither, up here with John Hernandez and Zach Witt. Twelve episodes in, fellas. How about that? And what I want to talk about today is this subject. Who do I believe? Who do I believe? So if you're driving, don't do this. Keep your hands on the wheel. Just do it in your mind. Otherwise, raise your left hand if in the last three weeks you have thought, heard, said something like this, I'm hearing conflicting reports. I'm hearing conflicting reports. Now raise your right hand if you have had the thought of something like this and I don't know who to believe. Probably you have both hands up right now. You can put them back down. Put them on the steering wheel. Please put them back on the steering wheel. But that is where you live. Welcome to 2020. That's where you live. You are, you are currently living between I'm hearing conflicting reports and, and I don't know who to believe. And, and here's, here's what's happening, guys. We've forgotten how to do basic research. I'm not talking about, we'll go, we'll go into a little bit deeper of like, ma- what does master's level research look like? What does doctoral level research look like? That's great. That's fine. There's a few degrees around this table. I'm happy for it. I'm not talking about master's level research. I'm not even talking about college level research. America, I love you, but you are failing high school English class right now. <laughs> you are failing. You are flunking English 101 in your freshman year. We have forgotten as a society how to do basic research. So in case you've forgotten, um, let me remind you of, let me give you a little research 101 refresher course. Here is the the mantra of research. Remember, you started to to write your high school English paper and your teacher wrote back something like this. You're not allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> I know that sounds like blasphemy right now. How dare, how dare you say that I'm not allowed to have an opinion? But that's what they would tell you, right? You're not allowed to have an opinion, or at least not yet. Because what you had to do was do research. And by research, I mean at least two sides of the argument. Yeah. So there are two. There are at least two sides of the of the story. Usually there's three sides. There's one person's side, there's the other person's side, and then there's the truth. But if you just go say there's two sides to the story. So what do you do? You research one side of the story. And when I say research, I don't I don't mean Facebook. <laughs> I mean what you had to use. It was all about the sources and it was about the credibility of your sources. So it was uh, peer-reviewed journals. It was first-hand. In, in, uh, uh, what was the? What's the word? What word am I looking for when it's the the first source, not the second layer, the third layer? But it's like the primary. primary. It's a primary yeah, yeah. source. It's a primary source. So that's a little more in in maybe uh, master's level. But the the uh, further you go in research, your sources 
or I don't care about what's if the event happened in if the event happened in 1729, um, or if you're studying uh, Lewis and Clark, you want Lewis and Clark's journals. No doubt, right? You want that's a primary source. Yeah, not what somebody said a hundred years later or three cousins removed or I heard that she said that you want a <laughs> you want a primary source and you want a scholarly source. You want a reputable source, something that has been critiqued. Um, to get an article published in the New England uh, Journal of Medicine, it's not just a physician saying, hey, I've got an idea. Um, it is that this has been thoroughly scientifically put through the rigors of scientific testing and reviewed by peers, and the peers shoot holes in it and say, I don't know about this. What about this? Have you yeah. thought about this? You're inconsistent <clears throat> here. You're drawing false conclusions here. But again, we're, fail, we're failing research 101. So you do, you do your research on the one side. Okay, now I can have an opinion. No, you can't. You're still not allowed to have, have an opinion because now you have to do research on the other side of the argument. You actually have to understand the side of the argument that you think that you don't agree with. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not telling you to agree with it. I'm just telling you in order to have your opinion, you need to be able to understand it and articulate the other side of the argument. So this side says this according to what sources? What are your footnotes? What are your, what are your sources? And then the other side says this according to who? According to what sources? Then step three, you're still not allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Now, now you've got to go back and forth. You have the conversation. You kind of debate back in your forth. Well, this side says this because this. This side says this because this. Um, I heard a quote one time that said, every picture is taken by someone from some angle. Every picture is taken by someone from some angle. Every, so every, that's true of every article you read every YouTube video that you watch, every source that you encounter, it has a motive. Everybody does. Now, some of them might be pure motives. Some of them might be monetary motives. Some of them might be underhand motives. But everybody, nobody comes into this thing not having an angle or not having an opinion. And that's fine. You just got to know that. So you got to say this article was written by this person. Well, what's their background? And what's their, what's their angle? What's their, what's their worldview? You've got to understand all of that. And then finally, finally, four steps in, four, four layers deep, then you get to have an opinion. But that's not where we live. <laughs> because we've already formed our opinion, and we're going to put that out on social media without any footnotes and without any Turabian or MLA or APA citation whatsoever <laughs> and we're just going to believe whatever whatever we want to believe help let's help us out help us out zach give 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 our listeners like what are, what can we do we're in a mess yeah what can I, we do i mean you, you just talked about going four layers deep yeah the problem is our society doesn't know how to go two layers deep no no we're a society of, of footnotes and cliff notes yeah and so we'll read some headlines and go oh i, I got what the the topic should be about I read a, a, a Harvard Business Review uh, article, and it was primarily talking about how to uh, dive into articles and research and, and what we're hearing. So you take any topic that we're dealing with right now in America, and we could name about fifteen. Oh, you can name them. You can just fifteen name them of them. Yeah. We're purposefully not, or yeah. not purposefully not, but I just I think the application of this is it's so broad, so self-explanatory yeah. right now. Of insert 
Yep. Insert the society hot topic of the day. Without a doubt. And this and this applies to it. So yeah. go, go ahead. So Zach. so this uh, this article uh, again with Harvard Business Review article, it talked about some things that are going on in society. One of them being COVID. It wasn't an article about COVID, but but they use it as an example. And this is what they wrote. Take a recent example: a leading global consulting firm. All right. So not just you know Joe Schmo in his in his right. garage somewhere. This is yeah. a leading global consulting firm. Explain their projections for the East Coast for an East Coast American city by overlaying on what they refer to as the Wuhan curve. Again, talking about COVID, the two populations and cities could not be more different in their demo, uh, demographics and healthcare infrastructure. Such implications risk inaccurate projections and an untimely diversion of critical resources from places that need them the most. Wow! So you you have leading yeah. researchers taking data from two different areas that have no correlation and then data mining what they want to out of yeah. it. And individuals in society are just reading the articles and consuming that data, yeah. are consuming that article. So a, a couple examples that they gave, and I think these are our two primary uh, components of how we can dive into research. They said, read carefully and trust cautiously. So, so read carefully, meaning, hey, let's read this line by line. Yeah. Where are you actually getting this information from? Uh, I made this comment earlier. Uh, as a society, we don't know how to decipher um, who paid for what article's research. Come on. <laughs> we we want to read yeah. the article and yeah. say, I researched yeah. it because I, I read this article. I, I, I researched it because I listened to this podcast. Yeah. Well, well, who... Who paid for that article? Right. Because I can give you a lot. Of, I can give you a lot of uh, information on how sugar affects the body. Yeah. Uh, but it's paid for by big sugar companies. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I can give you the right. effects on on how uh, Coke products affect bodies, but they're paid for by Coca Cola. Wow. So, so how are we deciphering where the information information is actually coming from? You mentioned this uh, about peer reviewed articles. Uh, I remember kind of in my PhD program, even in our own writing, we had to put the limitations to our own research. Exactly. So, yeah. so we, we had to say, hey, here are my holes in my research. And I think yes. the problem with society right now, they want to say I'm right and no, no one else is. Wow. So they, they don't want to admit their own fault. We don't want to admit, hey, here's some limitations. I, I've read this. I've researched this. I believe this. But they don't even want to acknowledge the limitations. Yeah. Uh, so I think as a society, first off, we have to acknowledge that there's limitations in what we believe. Absolutely. So th those are just a, a few things. So good. John, what's your thoughts? Um, my thought is we're talking about an academic rigor that most people won't step into. You know, me and me and Zach often kid each other because if if you're listening to this and not watching it, Zach is a physical specimen, and I I am the exact opposite. Um, <laughs> we we constantly make fun of each other, and I'll send you an article about Coke later that I just read. <laughs> um, but the truth is, the reason why Zach is able to fly up six flights of steps and not be winded is because of his desire and discipline to step into a process to make himself better. Mm -hmm. um, we are not as a culture collectively deciding to step into the process that is necessary in order for us to really live radical as uh, you mentioned in yeah. the last, uh, yeah. last podcast that to do the work. And that's what I keep 
mentioning the people like, have you done the work? Are you doing the work? Because right now, no matter how much we would like to think otherwise, 60% of Americans, 60% plus, and it's an old stat, 60% plus of Americans are receiving their news from social media. Mm. Wow. If you consider that on social That's media. Scary. It's it's the, It's beyond scary. Yeah. But again, and then what ends up happening is we have different tiers of social media. So, oh, that's ridiculous. But that's what Facebook was created for, right? Right. Fa- uh, Facebook was created for like the sharing of news, but it wasn't created for that. No. And then they're like, okay, well, then Twitter it has this higher nuance of, you know, well, you know, I, I can feel better about the information I'm getting on Twitter, but it's the same, it's the same exact mm. algorithmic approach to news gathering. So on social media right now, you will get two times the amount of news that's shared by friends versus what's shared by a trusted source. So for instance, whatever your trusted source is, like let's just pretend your trusted source is, I don't know, some newspaper called the Concord Post, right? You will get three or four articles more from friends who forward you content before you will get one from Concord Post. So if we're receiving 60 plus percent of people are receiving all of their news from social media streams, the sources are endless, and in order to do the work, you have a generation of people who are just not willing to do wow. the work, to step in, to, um, to, to read the peer review papers, to spend the time and find the articles and why and the reasons why, and to peel back layer after layer. It's funny because social media was once heralded as the savior of free speech. Um, we really have moved into a world where if everyone is screaming out falsities at the same time and 60% of people are receiving information, it is now actually the opposite. If you really think about it at its core, follow it all the way through, free speech is now threatened because everything that's being said is being viewed through the lens of social media, which is a scary truth. So, like, any recommendations there, John? Like, is there, is it the way that we use these, uh, use these mediums or like do we just need to delete our accounts or like (laughs) is there any way like i can that i could uh connect with my cousin in pennsylvania over social media and not get get bombarded by all this (laughs) other's trash so um when everything is true nothing is true right like that's a a term we've heard before like that's where that's where it's social media isn't the problem. You did this the other day. I, I, you brought this illustration of this metaphor up and I loved it. It wasn't the bike. It's where the bike could take you. Yeah. So really what we have to learn is how to engage with our social media content. And one of the things that I like, just a personal John Hernandez deal, new stories that come across my feed via, via Facebook, I do not hold at any level of authenticity. That is not gospel truth. It's not truth at all. It's veiled. Like I am very skeptical about any news article from any source that if you want to send me a link about a news article from Facebook, there's a really good chance I'm not reading it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not commenting. Let me just pause. I'm also not commenting because I did the research and I know the source. So now I'm going to go on Facebook and comment on this news source because what people don't get is what you respond to is also what is what fed back to you. Uh, so yeah, I wow, don't interact wow. with news articles <laughs> wow. whatsoever. Um, and I'm talking across the board. This COVID season has been a challenge for me because you said it. And P.S., we're not even just talking about stuff that's outright false because there's a lot of outright, sure. you know, drink this carbonated drink and somehow, you know, there's some outright falsities. But we have 
public officials that have come out and said, we told you to wear a mask, then we told you not to wear a mask, now we're telling you to wear a mask. When you have that type of information moving as quick as it is, Facebook is not a good place to source this. You have to be understand. You have to be savvy to some degree to go. What are governors saying from the governor's website? You know, I won't even take quotes from Twitter at this point, just because things shift well, and change. Here's one of the challenges that I even faced when we started talking about the idea of this podcast. I was trying to find um, information that I didn't agree with. Right? Like yeah. I was just trying to. Hey, let me let me just Google. Let sure. me see. And then I found myself on this rabbit trail of, of reading <laughs> articles. So I, I honestly, I Googled COVID, like yeah. who, who to believe during COVID, just to see what would pop up. And I started reading articles and I'm thinking, oh, I, I agree with that. And I'd go a couple layers deep. I, I agree with that. Here was the problem. The top articles were written back in February and March. Yep. Wow. So, so the information that has changed. So wow. not only do we have to be cautious of what we're digesting and what we're reading or what's passed around on social media, that article or that information can be two, three months old. And at this point, of the way that we live in our society, two to three months old might as well be 20 to 30 years sure. old. So I will also mention something that's been really practical for me too. Um, and I don't know, you guys, maybe we can kick this around a little bit. I am very hyper vigilant about motivation. So if I read something that sparks something in me, I'll do the research to figure out, and you mentioned it earlier, who's writing and why. And what you'll find, if with with me at least, two minutes into that process, if I can find a really devastating motive, it, like I'm done. Yeah, so, so good, so I, practical. Yeah, and, I, and, and that's tough. Just that phrase, John, yeah. who's writing and why? Exactly. Even, and so like, how do, you, how do you do that? Do you just Google, Google the author and do little... Uh, Without a doubt. Um, so I'll Google the author. Um, I have a tendency of going back and reviewing content that they've published. So if, they've made, if they're an author that's published on major, um, major news forum, forums, you know, whether they New York Times or Washington Post, I'll go back and read some of their stuff. I'll also go back and if they've published books, what kind of books are they publishing? And I'm telling you, within 10 minutes worth of research, mm -hmm. you'll start seeing a narrative because we, we live life that way, right? Yeah. We live out of this narrative. And often what you'll find is they'll disqualify themselves or be the type of person you're like, okay, well, this guy seems to be fair in his approach. His motives seem to be pure. He, you, there's not a direct tie-in at the end somewhere where you can see a, a, a divisive attitude or heart. This is something that I need to look into. Yeah, abs absolutely. Not only the author, you can you can actually learn about people's writings by the by who's publishing yeah. their work too. No of just even no in doubt. you know the <clears throat> scopes of stuff that I read, uh, you know things would be like Zondervan or Smith and Schuster or uh, Charisma or Baker Books or just and I know I can I can get a snapshot of okay here's the angle that they're coming from and again it. That's okay. Everybody's got an angle and everybody's got a motive, yep. but just, I, I got to know it. I got to know that this is that per person's background. Here's one of the things that I find comforting. comforting. Um, so this is the paradox of, of where we're living. Yes, when it comes to current issues and situations like COVID, something that's two weeks old might, might as well be 20 years old <laughs> right. in the sense of like, we need current, current data. Right. Right. And there's, we're just learning so much about this. So on one side, we need brand new on the other side, what I do find comforting during any of these times where we're dealing with these issues is like going, 
not two months back, but 2,000 years back. Yeah. Or 6,000. Like, because history may not have the specific application of the thing that we're dealing with, but people have been dealing with the issue of not knowing who to believe and false narratives for thousands no of doubt. years. Yeah. So I was reading a historical count of the, the Hebrew people. And so there was this nation that was being formed and, and they were kicking tail. Like they were uh, in that day and age, right? Like you expanded your land through war and by conquering other tribes. And that was just, yeah, that was just what was going on. And so they were expanding and they were victorious and they were winning a lot of battles. We, we you had this one tribe uh, Gibeonites and they were they were freaked out so they went to the leader of of the the Hebrew tribe and basically they concocted this whole false narrative so the Gibeonites lived only a few miles away well they took their sandals and made their sandals seem real old and they took their bread and they wait till and and got moldy and they took their clothes and they tattered them up and so they went to the leader of the Hebrews and they were like hey make a treaty with us we're not a threat to you make a peace treaty with us because we're, we're miles and miles away. And, and the leader made a treaty with them based on, and this, this is just what I wrote about that story, um, fabricated stories and altered images presented as convincing truth in order to distract these people from their, from their mission. Mm. And, and really, that's where, I mean, that's where we're living. We're living in a world of fabricated stories. And like, it seems so real. The image seems so real. The story seems so believable. I know the, docu the YouTube documentary has you convinced, but um, there's, usually, there's usually a story behind the story. And so these are just, let me maybe just wind up our, our time by offering some practical uh uh, practical advice of just a couple of things that you can do to step out of this. Um, uh, one, I would say stop living among those voices. So you may need, you may need to get off of social media for a week and just like, okay, I need to step back and breathe. And then after I'm out of it, the second thing that I would just offer to people is this idea of learning how to be on social media without being in it. Mm. And John, you mentioned that bicycle story. So the bicycle story was, was this, and I'm giving away the punchline, but here's the, when the bicycle was first uh, released on a real popular level in America, right? So households were like, hey, bicycles, and they were starting to become commonplace. Um, it was like warning, 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 don't buy a bicycle. And so uh, people were saying not to buy a bicycle because it was morally hazardous. <laughs> I mean, it's, right? It's yeah. a, so, I mean, it was. It was proclaimed as morally hazardous. There was a warning about that it would lure your children away from the security and structure of the home, uh, that it would bait kids away from books and learning, and it would be conducive to sexual immorality. Like, oh, if those were the problems that we were facing raising our kids today, right? Like, <laughs> hey, don't ride your bicycle. Yeah. And, but the, po the point I'm making with all of this is, so a bicycle was just the new technology of the day. And it's easy to throw the technology under the bus. Yeah. Facebook is evil. Instagram is evil. You know, the bicycle is evil. It's easy to throw the technology under the bus. And it's not the technology, it's where you choose to go on the technology. It's not the bike, the bicycle was not evil, it's where you chose to ride on, yeah. on the bicycle. Um, and then John, you alluded to this uh, earlier and we talked about it last episode, but the third thing um, that I would offer just as practical advice, how do I know who to believe, is to get radical about your source. And, and uh, remember we said radical, 
is the, that word means root. So radical comes from the Latin radic, radix, R-A-D-I-X. It's where we get our English word radish, which is a root. So just get radical about your source. So read it, read, the, read your article, watch your documentary, whatever, but get radical about it. Go all the way to the source. This is who wrote it. This is who funded who wrote it. This is their angle. This is their story. And these are, Zach, I love, the, I love that phrase too. If we could just all admit, let's all admit, none of us, none of us are God. So let's all admit, no matter how strong our opinion is, there's probably some holes in our research. Mm. Like there are one or, there are a handful of things, truths in my life personally, that I would die for. I absolutely would die for those truths. I believe them so strongly. And I don't believe that there's whole, holes in, in that. Um, other than that, I've got to, I've got to say like, even things that I feel passionate about, there's probably some holes there mm. and maybe I'm right, but there's probably things that I just, I just don't know. And these are the lim these are the limitations of my research. And I, th I just think that that's super helpful and super practical. Um, one, one thought from each of you as, as we wrap up, maybe just a, a bit of practical advice or a, a final thought. Yeah, I think um, off, off the cuff, um, the more open source, open collaboration articles, research that we can get our hands on, the better. The, the more that people are discussing and not standing on a mountain proclaiming, yeah. I think that's a, a place to start. Look for collaboration, not somebody who's trying to defend. Yeah. Just three quick practical tips on how to stay on social media but not in. Connect but don't compare. Connection yeah. is absolutely powerful, but comparison seems to lurk around the dark corners of the internet. If yeah. you find yourself in that place of comparison, it's okay to step back, to unfollow, to block. There is not a, there is a current narrative that your social media interaction is a form of morality. Listen, you can step back yeah. if you need to. Encourage, but don't criticize. Criticism, criticism is not received well. It leaves no room for healthy conversation and ultimately no room for redemption online. There's not a lot of room mm. for redemption. So it's easier to thumbs up a person than to try to break down their philosophy and their thought. So encourage, don't criticize. And then lastly, let it be the start of good relationships, but never end of good relationships. And wow. all I mean by that is wow. it's, it's powerful that I can connect with people across the world and start relationship but it's not the only place it needs to live that that relationship needs to flourish through conversation, through face-to-face. -face. Um, and just three practical tips that I try to encourage people in order to in, but not on. Absolutely. So, so good. Hey, thanks again for joining us on the Interrobang Room. We want to continue to encourage you if this content has been helpful in any way, um, like this on social media that we just got done trashing but not really, um, like, but like us on, like it on social media, uh, rate it and, and share it with somebody. Hopefully this content will help somebody else navigate through this season, continue to live lives of passionate curiosity and discovery.